this summer. Just when you thought it was safe to go back to the beaches. Even though there's a global pandemic going on, you're in the water. And you know what else is in the water? It's the Launchpad Podcast Shark Month! That's right, guys. This month we are talking all things sharks. We're talking the good. We're talking the bad. We're talking the super bad. We got guests abound. So keep up with us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Launchpad Pod and our website, launchpadpod.com, to keep up with all the shark news. It is sharks all over the place, man. So get ready. Let's dive into this feeding frenzy on the Launchpad Podcast. Ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. All right, welcome to Launchpad Podcast. I'm Aaron. I'm Matt. Matt, kicking off Shark Month, buddy. Yeah, I'm very excited. I, you pitched this idea like a month or two ago, and I knew it was going to be a good idea, but it was one of those things that like the second we started doing it, it immediately validated the time that you spent to have the idea. It's like, it's so fucking fun. We watched some, well, I was going to say some good movies, but also some not good movies, but we watched some movies and shark movies are really fun. Amazing fun. Yeah, we have a ton of amazing stuff happening, and why I'm so excited about it is because, like you said, we immediately started doing it, and we got big interviews. We are going to be talking to Dead Alex Kittner this month, guys. The little boy from the original Jaws movie that is, just a couple more minutes, Mom, I want to go back out on my raft, and he goes out, and Jaws fucking chomps him in half, so... Chomps him up. He gets rocked by a shark. We are talking to the director of Ghost Shark <laughs> about Ghost Shark. <laughs> That's a fun one, too, man. That's a movie we love, and this guy is awesome. He really gave a great interview. It was just a, a fun discussion, really. And, of course, you can't do Shark Month without talking about Jaws. It's the Apex movie. It is the number one, probably not only a great shark film, but one of the best films ever made. And we have a very special guest. Greg Nicotero will be joining us to talk about Jaws. I'm super excited for this stuff, man. Yeah, this is going to be awesome. I mean, there's so many movies, whether they're good or bad, and... It's fun to watch them unless they're boring. We'll get into that. but And sharks are fucking fun. And I think shark movies, for me at least, are very much a summer thing. Is that is that for you too? Absolutely. And you'd agree Jaws is number one, right? There's no question about it, right? It's unfair to have it on a list. Agreed. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's the Star Wars of, of space sci-fi. You know what I mean? It's a, how could you possibly compare anything to it? It really is not fair. I don't even know what the next good shark movie would be. Like, what is the best, the second best shark movie? So that's what we're doing today. We are taking Jaws out of the equation. 1975 Jaws never got made. What is the second best Jaws film? And the thing is, it's impossible not to compare these things to Jaws. But like, we have to start figuring it out. I have a list here. I have a bunch of movies that I've been watching that are quote unquote good shark movies. They're decent budgets. They are trying their best. It's not like sci-fi channel schlock shit. It's trying its best to be as good as Jaws. They want to be, they want to step in the ring. Jaws is in there being like, who wants some? Who wants some? <laughs> and these movies are the ones that were like, I, I guess I'll try. I'll do it. I, I guess I'm next. <laughs> <laughs> Jaws like pulls a number from the wall. He's like, 32? Who has 32? <laughs> Yeah, and there's just dead shark movies all over the map. It's like just piles of dead shark movie corpses. And it's true. 1975, Jaws comes out, and it is so big 
that everybody wants to make these movies and there's just a massive slew of shitty shark jaws ripoffs and we'll get to those at some point but like holy shit unbelievable the amount of shark movies do you know it's not the first shark movie though i don't know if i knew that but i would have i I would suppose that that's true do you have you have the first one or you have one that's before it so there were two movies that were documentaries about fishing for sharks yes yes, the first like shark movie was i think 1956 the shark hunters and it's about these guys who are trying to come up with like shark repellent and this dude was basically the true story of the indianapolis he was in the water while the sharks ate his men in a in a sunken navy ship and he wants to get this shark repellent like through fast so he's you know testing it on himself and jumping in the water to fuck sharks up <laughs> did not watch it for this but it is considered the first shark movie but that's not too far away about 20 years later jaws is out and i guess they're two different movies well do you know if does that one supposed to be like a thriller horror-esque movie like like jaws is no, definitely not. Jaws turned it into a horror movie. Hey, let's take a scary animal and make it a horror movie. Yeah, yeah. Like make it suspenseful, a thriller, whatever you want to call it. But after that, the rest of the 70s and the 80s were just packed full of this shit, man. Well, when you have a movie like Jaws that's so important and big, it creates a tent pole, right? And yep. Jaws also was a phenomenon. We'll we'll get into that on the Jaws episode, but it was something that we haven't seen before and it literally 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 changed how films were made, at least in, in a certain style, in a certain way. But you guys know from any movie that you see succeed, immediately there are knockoff, knockoff, knockoffs. So I think it's probably, that is not probably something that's more prevalent now, don't you think? With with all the platforms that have movies, it's easier to just fucking throw schlock up, right? And it used to be hard to make a movie. Now anybody right, can right, make a movie. Right. It's, it's, almost, it's almost easy to make a movie. So Jaws comes along... And not only does it change the way that films are made, but also it, it introduces this idea of like, hey, it's not safe in the water. Don't go in the water, you know? Right. You said you had a list of movies that you thought were at least touted as good shark movies. Yeah. Hit me with one. All right. So this came out, I think, last year. This is The Meg. Mm. This is a Jason Statham movie. And I just saw it doing homework for this, for this podcast. I'd never seen The Meg before. Really? Yeah, I just never, never got it, to it. Or were you trying to resist it? Like, no, when it came out in theaters, I was really pumped to go and everybody was telling me I'd love it and I should go see it. And it just was one of those things I never had anybody to go see it with. I was working constantly. And I just never got a chance. So it wasn't that you were trying to avoid it or you didn't have interest. You just didn't get to it and, oh, and didn't have I was a, so a, interested. You didn't have a wing, a fin man instead of a wing man. You didn't have a fin man to go see it with. <laughs> no. All right. And I watched it and I really liked it. It, to me, was exactly knew exactly what it was trying to do. It's like, yeah, we're just we got a giant shark bigger than any other shark you've seen in a movie for, you know. And uh, Jason Statham's gonna fuck him up. Now I saw this in theaters. I was excited to go see it because I was expecting it to be what I think it mostly was. But I, I won't say I disliked it, but it was just like, eh. It didn't surprise me. It didn't trick me. It didn't have anything like. I honestly don't remember many scenes, sequences, or even death. So can you can you tell me what, what you liked about it? What were some of the things that you... Come on, you're going to complain after that awesome action chase sequence that literally is going in two directions at once and then crashes into each other? It's like, what else do you want? It's super fun. <laughs> now, that's clearly me clearly trying to convince you of something that I like that you were shitting on. What is that from? 
This was you touting how cool Matrix 2 is. (laughs) (laughs) For whatever reason, Matrix is your acceptable tentpole of, it's super fun, come on, give it a pass. And I agreed with you. I actually really enjoy Matrix 2. I was on board with the, fuck yeah, it's super fun. Makes no sense. The movie's bad, but like, I don't care. I had a good time. Mm -hmm. That's what The Meg was. The Meg was a giant, big budget, shitty movie. It should not have been as fun as it was. It's Jason Statham running around in mini subs, fucking up sharks. There's some cool scenes. So they they go down deeper than they've ever gone before, and they actually find that the, what they think is the floor of the ocean is actually like this layer of underwater fog that keeps the temperature below warmer so they can pass through it. And it's like undiscovered world. There's a giant fucking shark and you know a couple giant fucking sharks and other <laughs> creatures they'd never seen before. And the submarine gets stuck down there and Jason Statham saves them. But then because they come up through this protective cloud temperature barrier, the sharks get through and now they're there in, they're in our oceans fucking shit up. I wish the movie was rated R so we'd get some blood and gore. Yeah. So yes, you don't remember any kills because there aren't any, but you get to see some fun shit and people in the water panicking. One of the characters is a black guy in the movie who is also in Leprechaun in the Hood. <laughs> so you get you give the movie credit for that i liked it that i recognized him because i was like where is this guy where is this guy and then i imagined him saying no dog this is my bud go get a job so you can buy your own <laughs> <laughs> and i was like oh, that guy did you recognize him from leprechaun in the hood when you saw it or did you have to look it up i had to look it up but i knew i knew him from something not good <laughs> <laughs> were you disappointed in your life choices when you realized it was from leprechaun in the hood <laughs> that's like no. that's where you knew him from that's the best of the series. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you like the Meg. What What did you like about it? Like, there's, I, I know there's no kills and there's not specific, you know, you want there. Like you said, it definitely should have been rated R. I agree with that. But like, what, what about the movie spoke to you? I mean, you had a giant shark eating ships and, and people were dying. There's blood in the water. Mm. They pull the scene where there's everybody at this big beach and the shark starts coming through and knocking people over and people get sucked down and chomped on and, you know, it's it's exciting. It was fun. I got to see Jason Statham in a mini sub cut a shark from teeth to tail. Tip to taint. <laughs> Tip to taint. And other sharks attacked him over that. I thought that was fun. Mm-hmm. Um there's just it, it was it was good. It was entertaining. It did it set out to do what it did. I got it. I liked it. I had fun. What more do you want? Uh, I guess you're right. But to me, I just like and we'll talk about this when we talk about other movies. But I guess like when you're like, hey, giant shark movie, you're like, OK, cool. What happens? And they're like, no, 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 just a giant shark. And you're like, like nothing else happened. Like we'll get into Ghost Shark when we do Ghost Shark. But you Ghost Shark, when you hear the title, you're like, I think that's probably about a shark. That's also a ghost. But so much more happens in that movie. There's so much more to talk about. Yeah, but the giant shark fucked up an underwater research facility, uh, attacked a bunch of subs, attacked a bunch of people, flipped a boat, sunk a bunch of shit. I mean, it was fun. All right. Do you have another one? Yeah. You know what? I'm going to start with my older one. You said if Jaws didn't exist, so this movie probably wouldn't exist. But I have always been a fan of Jaws 2. Does this even count? Can this even be on the list? I think it can. Because it clearly, like, you watch Jaws 2, what's the first thing you do? Say, what wasn't as good as Jaws 1, but yeah. it's not as bad. I mean, this is no nothing to really pat yourself on the back about. It's not as bad as Jaws 3 or Jaws 4, but, <laughs> <laughs> but you get, I think it's like the stereotypical sequel. 
Jaws was amazing for so many reasons. The first one. Right. This one it's is incredible. just a giant shark movie. It doesn't wow you. It's not poorly made, but it's not. It's, it's aptly made. It works. I believe the characters. I believe the shark. I believe the motivation. You get the, the Die Hard 2 thing of how can the same shit happen to the same guy twice? But like, okay, I've suspended my disbelief. Roy Schneider comes back and he's into it and he, he plays it serious enough that, okay, it's a good sequel. And I like it. And they, I think it benefits from some improved mechanical effects. The shark looks better and does some cooler. The shark fucking takes down a helicopter. It's awesome. Yeah, that's it's, fucking it's cool. really cool. And it's, again, it's, I don't think it's, it's, it easily gets sh- lost in the mix of being between Jaws 1, which is great, and Jaws 3, which is schlock. And I love Jaws 3 as well. But I think that Jaws 2 has its place. And also, I got to say, for me, that was like an often rented movie for me. So I saw that shit over and over. And I loved it. Jaws 2 does have more... Because the shark, instead of being an animal that is doing animal things, this is where the shark starts to become more supernatural hunter almost almost like a serial killer right yeah yeah because it keeps coming back when he's menacing the kids in the sailboat which is a great great moment yep. he's got all the kids in the sailboats and the, he's menacing them like there's no reason an animal would stick around that long if it, it, the second an animal gets frustrated they're like ah, i'm gonna go find something easier to do but if he, we have problem with that premise a lot of the movies that we discussed today are yeah, gonna be not exactly it's when the shark is actually a serial killer instead of just an animal. It's it's pretty cool. And I honestly like the death of the shark in Jaws 2 better than I like the agreed, death of the shark agreed. in Jaws 1. Agreed. I think, well, I don't know about better, but yeah, it, it, it keeps it fresh. It keeps it fun. Sure. Well, the death in Jaws 1 is amazing. It's incredible. But like when he gets fried in the second one, he bites onto a live wire, a giant high, high power cable, and like fries. And that's fucking And even cool. before that, it's cool because someone tries to kill him with gasoline and fire. And they burn his yeah. face. So now he's got like a burned ass face for the rest of the movie. So he's Which like, is cool. It, it, it's cool. You do, you're right. I didn't think of Super it, but villain. it's that supernatural serial killer type of thing where now he's like a Jason Voorhees type character. And now he's got the chip missing out of the mask because of the hatchet. And uh, it just, it, it almost makes him more of a character than Jaws 1, the, the shark in Jaws yep. 1, because now it's like a thing. He's different. He looks different. Yeah, that's a pretty fucking cool death at the end there, man. I, I like that movie a lot, and I like that it's not a carbon copy of the first one, you know? Granted, no. how much can you do with it? But it's very different than the first one without being so different that it changes it. And I've said now that I like the characters. Let me put an asterisk in there, except for that one hysterical chick. And if you don't know who exactly I'm talking about, go listen to our episode about characters that we hate the annoying characters episode. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's, an, it's an episode all about the different tropes and stereotype characters in movies and books and comics that we can't stand. And for me, the hysterical person that can't deal with the situation is one of them. And this movie has, Ugh. for me, the epitome. I forget what her name is, but you, you just want to slap her. And even when she stops screaming, you want to continue slapping. <laughs> <laughs> so since we're there, I'm going to put a movie that I watched this morning. I'm going to talk about it. Damn, okay, fresh off the press. And I wanted to slap everybody in this fucking movie. Oh my God, dude. It's called The Reef. You seen this one? I have. I mean, I saw that it was on, uh, what's it called? It almost made it to my watch list, but I had other stuff that I wanted to do for this episode. So I, I did not. Tell us about The Reef. So this is a 2010 Australian movie. And it's, it's on a lot of lists as being a good, good shark movie. Mm-hmm. All right. This movie is an hour and 28 minutes long. Okay. Just throw out one guess. When do you think the first shark action is? 
I mean, based on how you're saying, I'm sure it's later than I think, but I'm going to say 20 minutes in. 56 minutes. What? 56 That's minutes. That's a bait and switch then because they're not, they're touting a shark movie, but it's not a shark movie. Not a shark movie. Oh my God. So these people, this guy's <laughs> job in life is he takes boats and sails them to new places. Like if you're to move across country. Oh, that's, yeah, that's can, called a captain. That's <laughs> called a boat captain. <laughs> He's a boat captain who basically, it's not his boat. Yeah, Somebody yeah. else is like, hey, can you take my boat and take it somewhere else? I don't want to do it. I'm rich and lazy. Can you take my boat somewhere else and get more use out of it than I ever will? And the guy's like, yeah, sure. So he's taking this boat somewhere else and he's like, come along with me. Bring my friends. Come on. We'll all go. We'll all go together. And it's cool. Of course, it's not cool. They get like, I don't know, 20 minutes into a movie when you're like, here comes some sharks. There better be some sharks here, right? Nope. The boat flips over. Okay. That's a cool scene. The boat hits a part of a reef and flips over and it's cool. They're trapped inside the boat. They get out. They're on top of the boat and they're like, oh my God, there's probably sharks in the water. And they're like, Fuck. but they haven't been like, okay. check off sharking. They haven't been like teasing that there's sharks or anything. Nope. 20 minutes into the movie, the boat flips. <laughs> then they're like, okay, we know that the island we were hanging out on is close ish, but you can't see it. It's far enough away that you cannot see land. Okay. And they're like, we should probably swim for it because we're fucked. And one guy's like, I'm not getting in the water. You guys are crazy. And then four people are like, yeah, we're going to try. We're going to try it. And it takes them forever to decide this. They're like, I'm going. No, I'm not going. I want to go. Yeah. Okay, fine. And then they get in the water. And oh my God, for the, till the first shark attack, it's open water all around them, them swimming. And then you hear a splash and they go, what was that? Oh my God. What was that? And the guy puts on his little like swimmy goggles and gets under the water. And he's like, can't see anything. And that mm-hmm. happens over and over and over again in a rinse and repeat fashion that I started fast forwarding to and then thought I rewound at one point because they're like, oh, what was that? Oh, he's looking underwater. I'm like, wait, I just saw this part. And then you realize, no, they keep doing it because this is what the whole like 40 minutes of the movie has been. Then finally, <laughs> somebody gets eaten by a shark and he's like, oh, and gets yanked underwater and all his friends are going, ah, ah, ah. And they go over to him. And he's like, it bit my leg off. It bit my leg off, man. Blah, blah. And he dies. And they're like, oh, no. <laughs> so they keep swimming. And for the rest of the movie, one of the characters, if not all three of the characters, are doing, <laughs> I'm just so scared. I want to die. I don't want to die. And you're just like, I want to slap all of them. Like, they could not get their shit together at, to the point that I was like, fast forward. Oh, you're still, still quivering at the lip. Okay, fast are forward. Are we, oh, the audience crying. at least, seeing shark shit and they're not? Every now and then, he'll dip underwater and see real... uh, Like The cool thing about the movie is the sharks in the movie, for the most part, I believe, are real sharks. Okay. Cool. That's cool. But, you know, then they get eaten, and you're just like, my God, wow. Holy shit, wow. (laughs) If you're a shark movie... And and again, this wasn't a shark movie. It was a disaster movie that had a shark moment, but then they dragged the shark moment out to the end of the movie. And it's like, you were not good at being either of these movies. Like Poseidon Adventure might have a moment with a shark in it. It doesn't, but like, let's right, say right, there's right. a boat wreck movie that has a part with a shark. That's not a shark movie. That's a disaster movie that has a shark in it. This was a shark movie that didn't have any sharks in it right. until the last 40 minutes of the movie. Had a lot of panting and swimming. It sounds very Blair Witch. That's not the worst Blair Witch shark movie I have on this list. Pretty rough. Did you see Open Water? That's the one I'm talking oh, about. Oh, see, I haven't seen that, but I would imagine that that is the epitome of Blair Witch... That is Blair Witch in the Water. It's so low budget, you think it's 
found footage, but it's not. It's literally a movie that's just horribly shot. I saw that in theater when it came out, and Open Water was so fucking, like, it was, like, okay, at the time I walked out being like, whew, that was tense. That really made me sad, because there was a lot of these moments about the characters regretting their lives and, like, not doing enough, and that they love each other, you know, and, and it really lays on how shitty it is to be, suddenly realize you're going to die here, and that sucked. And I left enjoying it, but like I never need to see that movie again. But you did enjoy it, so it's like it's that's worth the watch. You would say, no, definitely not worth. The watch. Oh, but so it's not. <laughs> would you say it's not a waste of time? Thinking back to it, if I'm not happy with where the reef was, this movie was in my recollection way worse. <laughs> sure, okay, okay, way more screaming and panting in the water. But I think maybe the characters were better. I don't, I don't remember. But open water is definitely one of the ones that was like, oh shit, if the reef was annoying me this much because there was not enough shit happening and it was just like people stuck in open water. I wonder how that movie Open Water holds up. Ooh. Is Open Water a shark movie? Based on how you're judging the reef, what would you think? I mean, Open Water does have sharks in it and the sharks eventually kill them. But (laughs) maybe Open Water is more of like a isolation movie. Mm-hmm. I guess it's kind of hard to to delineate when you when you really start getting down down that deep to that. Think about this: if you made a space movie and a guy in an astronaut suit gets separated from the spaceship and he's just floating out in space, mm-hmm. and he eventually gets killed by an alien, but most of the movie is him just in space, being like, "This is it, right, this is what right, I'm right." Do. I regret not masturbating as much. <laughs> And then an alien kills him. Is that an alien movie? Or just an isolation bullshit movie? Hmm. Well, you want to hear one that I saw that I liked? Yeah, do it. All right. I'm going to save my big one that I think is going to surprise you across the board. I'm going to save that for towards the end. Yeah, I'm not giving you my, my top choice yet. This might be my top. But anyway, this is actually on a suggestion from you. You said that this might be worth watching for this episode. And I think you had just seen it, but uh, 2016's The Shallows. I dug it. I thought it was really cool. It's, you know, I had a lot of problems with it, and I will go over those. But number one, we agree it's a shark movie, yeah? Oh, totally a shark movie. This girl, what else do you want? It's super fun. (laughs) I would not say this movie is super fun. Do you think this movie is super fun? No, no, no. This wasn't like a rocking good time, like another movie on my list. It stars Blake Lively, who I immediately thought is not, worthy of ryan reynolds and i'm gonna put that on the record right now (laughs) so (laughs) this is how i watched it right the baby fell asleep yesterday took a nap and i expected to have like a half hour so i was like what can i do for a half hour i was like well let me at least plan the shark movies i'm gonna watch tonight so i looked up the shallows i read the description i was like let me watch the trailer and you know i never watch a trailer. like i never start a trailer if it's on tv or if it's in the movies that's fine I watched this yep. trailer. The trailer was two and a half minutes. The first minute and change is the setup of her getting on this beach. And like the first shot is her with a surfboard. So you're like, I got it. She's surfing and then shark shit happens. But they make such a big deal of her talking to these local Spanish speaking men and then getting in the water. It's like, I fucking get it. Then she goes surfing, right? Then what happens? Then some shark shit happens and she's stranded and So, okay, I was like, all right, let me try it. Luckily, the baby stayed asleep the whole time. I watched the whole movie. First of all, there should be no dialogue in the entire movie. It should be virtually silent as far as dialogue goes. Did you feel that way as well? 
at least stuff happened early on. Like we got something early at the beginning to keep your interest. Like it, the movie opens with a kid finding a GoPro sure. on the beach and you see a shark eating somebody and it's like, whoa. Right. Okay. And then the movie just went too long before it got into the crux of what's happening where she gets isolated. But like, yeah, don't care about where you're going. Don't care that your mom's beach was here. That she's trying to learn Spanish. Like she keeps talking to, to the other people in, in broken Spanish. And you're like, oh, okay, cool. Then she goes surfing and uh, she meets some guys. And the guy's like, hey, over there, watch out for those rocks. Because for a specifically determined amount of time that we're going to keep flashing to, yet it doesn't seem to make sense, there's going to be like a little island, like a, a little rock pops up like an island, but then it's going to go away. So she eventually, she finds a fucking dead whale carcass, which is cool, right? Yeah. And stumbles upon this shark's feeding ground. The shark goes after her. She swims over to the carcass, climbs the carcass, which is pretty fucking cool. Coolest part in the movie, she climbs the dead whale. And as she's climbing, she's sticking her her hands in these wounds. And she grabs in one wound and starts to pull herself up. And the wound rips open more. The movie doesn't even make a big deal about it, but it's... What a Gross, great idea, good. and it, this is my favorite part of the whole movie, is that one little shot. When they get into it, this movie gets going, and it's interesting, it's, and, and they keep upping the stakes, and she, she gets injured, and she has to like give herself stitches with like a piece of jewelry. and Which I don't understand women's jewelry, so I'm just, I suspended my disbelief enough to be like, all right, you're telling me that she stitched that giant thing closed with a necklace? Okay, fine. It was cool. I did not like that she talked herself through it as if she was a patient. She's like, okay, man, we're just going to stop the breathing, and it's like, you're just doing that so that there's dialogue. Like, I, I, I could have, it made no sense. Like, she was talking to herself. Even when she was, she's on the dead whale carcass, and the shark bumps it, and then grabs it and starts to pull it. And she goes, oh, where are you taking me? Who the fuck would say that? Why would you say, where are you taking me? It's tough, because you're in a movie. And, I, again, it's like, it's like in superhero movies, well, if you can't see his face, how do you know who's in there? Uh so they keep taking off the fucking mask. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly what it was. And I was like, I'm not stupid. Even Castaway was like, well, let's give him a fucking ball to talk to. Just so we don't have silence for an hour. Well, guess what? So, like, you ever seen the movie Silent Runnings? That guy doesn't talk to anybody. Yeah, and you don't, you, you, I guess it's, it's a hard thing to make a movie that's silent like that or, or that is, you know, very low on dialogue. But if you make it strong, you could do it. And then that in itself becomes its own gimmick and could be a cool reason to do that. But... This movie misses that, but it, it it's still fun. There were moments she gets like a an injured seagull that kind of hangs around her, and I think that you could have played a lot of the bits off of that, where the seagull kind of has a personality. Mm-hmm. So like the the looks that they give each other could have said more than what she was saying. Like when she's right. like, "I'm going to go for it, I'm going to go for it," and then you hear the bird squawk, and she looks, and the bird's looking at her, and she's like, "Okay, you're right, I shouldn't go." For right, it. and I did. I feel like that was a missed opportunity to make that into something. It was like. They like half concocted almost, you know, like, oh, she'll talk to the bird. And it was almost like they got to set and they were like, what should she say? It's like, I don't know, just what she's doing. Like, no, we see what she's doing. You could tell us what she's thinking. That's actually one thing I do like about this movie is she'll look and she'll see something and we see her see it. We see what it is and you see that she gets an idea and it's important to her to get off that little rock to go get that thing and bring it back before the shark gets her. But we don't really know. That happens like twice. We don't really know why she's so hot to get whatever that thing is, but you could see that she has an idea, and it's actually a cool device to keep us interested in what she's going to do next, because we know she has a plan, now we just have to see what she's going to do for that plan. The shark 
was pretty scary. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it it bit her. I mean, she gets fucked up, which is cool. And then, you like, know what? Blood loss is a big deal. Like in this, yeah. she's woozy. She's cold. You don't really see that happen in a lot of movies where the loss of blood itself becomes a thing, right? Yeah. So she's really trying to take care of herself and conserve her energy. And, you know, the the her surfer friends come back and they're like, oh, hey, what are you doing out here? And she's like, ah, there's, a, there's a shark. And she's been screaming so much trying to get help that they, they can't hear her. And they're like, what do you mean? And then suddenly, bam, shark. And these two guys get just fucked up, bit in half. You know, the guy gets his arm ripped off. It's freaking great. They both die. It's shot really well. And this is one of those things I noted. I thought about it. This is like you can't help but compare it to Jaws, right? Jaws did what it did and it did it so well. It's got to be hard shooting on the water, right? We actually talked to the, the director of Ghost Shark about that a bit. But this movie, the advances in technology and the advances in filmmaking, I, I'm saying it's probably not any easier, but it looks amazing. The amount of stuff that you see above the water, the amount of stuff that you see below the water, the CG is decent in most of the shots. It's at least good enough that your your disbelief stays suspended. I was never drawn out of it. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, I think that's actually a really big deal with these movies is the shitty sharks taking you out of it. I don't think this movie suffered from that at all. Even the end when the shark really turns into like, a, you know, a demon serial killer and is going after her. Yeah, she gets onto this buoy and the shark starts like, dismantling the buoy and fucking her up and she has this she finds this flare gun and she's gonna fire it and it literally just goes and like goes two feet and you're like oh and yeah she swims out to this buoy because the little rock that she's on i keep saying island but it's like a rock she swims off of that and goes onto the buoy right before high tide comes and swallows the rock up and there's a little box there that i was like wait is that a real thing like should i should i keep that in mind for when i'm stranded like are those is that real we should google that are there really little boxes oh, little of flare gun and a buoy yeah because if i swim I to a know. buoy and there's no flag gun, i'd be like what the fuck yeah i don't think there's anything on those i'm gonna look there. at my bird and i'm gonna be like right and he's gonna look at me and be like womp womp <laughs> <laughs> to get to the buoy there's a interesting thing where there's a bunch of fucking jellyfish and she plays yeah. like the mario brothers level where you got to swim through the jellyfish oh except she's hearing that game over music over and over again. She keeps <laughs> yeah, getting stung. She gets to the buoy and the shark is coming towards the buoy through like rainbow oil colored water and she shoots the flare gun into it and it's on fire and then the shark just goes under the water so the fire on him goes out. And I was watching it and I texted Rumi. I was like, wait, why is it on fire? And he was like, I don't know, something from the dead whale? And I was like, I rewound it twice to see like, did she drip something from the buoy? or Like, why was it on fire? There's no explanation for that. But like, yeah. all right, I guess you, you could try to do that. What sometime. do you think it is then? Because I, I assumed I missed something. What, do you, what is it then? You don't know? No, I, don't, I have no idea. I don't know. what I assumed I missed something too, but I went back and I didn't see anything. I think it's like fat and shit from the whale. But I feel like in a movie where she is fucking talking out loud the whole time, that would be a point where she should be telling that bird, hey, whale blubber is fucking flammable, right? boom like the bird's like yo what did you do man you didn't tell i i was lost in that scene i didn't know what you were trying to accomplish (laughs) how do you feel about how she beats the shark great i thought that was a great idea again she's in the buoy you see that she's looking at the chain that's holding the buoy you see that she has an idea and she starts doing things to implement that idea i didn't know what it was until about five five ten seconds before it happened i knew what was going to happen but i didn't know when she started crafting the idea the buoy is chained to the ground in the you know the ocean the bottom of the ocean 
and she has seen that the bottom of the ocean is this big fucking pile of cement with like random girders and rebar baby it almost looks like a, it almost looks like a sea urchin but like man-made and she has this idea and she ends up getting the shark to to chase her as she's on the chain that has now been disconnected from the buoy and is falling towards that sinking so yeah. she's getting pulled down towards that at the very end she gets out of the way the shark's coming full bear at her and just impales his entire self mouth open face first onto this thing. It was, I thought it was a great ending for this movie. It was really cool. It's pretty really incredible. Fun. You know, it looked good enough. I was on board. Yeah, she, she somehow gets back up to the surface without drowning after all that, but it's pretty cool. It's really cool. <laughs> I think it's pretty good. The two things that I, I noticed about it was this is like a secret paradise island called Pregnant Woman Island or some bullshit because there's rocks that look like a pregnant woman and her mom came here when she was pregnant, which is like, this is all part of the 15 minutes at the beginning of the movie that you just don't need where she's just fucking talking to everybody about fucking her mom and her sister. She calls her sister and it's like, hey, sis. And then the dad gets on the phone and is like, where you been? I don't know about you. How come you're so impulsive? And you're like, I fucking get it. Also, don't care. And he's like, don't quit medical school. Yeah, you're like, (laughs) (laughs) this whole thing, it really was like very, very ham-fisted. But like, fine, like, okay. You know how I would have started that movie? Is... The phone call to the sister, she's on the beach, I found it. Cut all that other stuff. Yeah, yeah. I know they needed to add the fact that somebody might be nearby or might come back. That's fine, but I didn't need a character out of it. Sure. The guy who drives her to this beach that she's talking to and tells a lot of this story, Mm -hmm. they give him so much character and he's... Not don't need important it. Important to the movie. And you don't need anyone to tell us about medical students or medical shit because doesn't she have a tag that says that? Maybe. Or when she's hanging out with the guys and surfing, because you do need a surfing montage. Sure. I, I, don't, I yeah. don't care about it, but sure. You get a surfing montage, then they're eating sandwiches and drinking beers on the beach. And she could be like, they'd be like, so you're down here? And she's like, yeah, I'm dodging medical, medical school. I don't know what I'm going to do. Bummer. All right, we're gone. She's like, okay, I'm going out one more time. Like that would have solved all those problems in one minute. <laughs> The thing is, though, when you watch that movie, it is so ham-fisted that I knew right away, like, the ending. Because she's going to this island because her mom went there and stuff. So I know right away, like, this is a setup. The mom has set her up to be attacked by the shark. The mom had, (laughs) the mom, it was like a revenge plan from the mom all along. The mom and shark are in cahoots? Yep. Yep. Ooh. Actually, I just looked this up now. The director of this did two different Leslie Nielsen action movies one is non-stop the flight one and the other one is unknown which is a train one they were both fine and he's actually supposed to be directing black adam the black adam movie that comes out next year interesting it was Uh, pretty good this was a good movie i highly recommend it it's definitely better than the reef yeah i don't know if i'm gonna say highly recommend but it's definitely fun it's definitely like i'm trapped and the shark is circling me situation but like and the things that i'm critiquing are things that like we could watch this for shitty movie and, and joke and make fun of it, but I had no problem watching it by myself. I was not bored at all. I can't say that I was actually like ever really like worried about her or, you know what I mean? Like I wasn't super yeah. invested in much, but that being said, I probably am not in most movies, especially not movies like this, but it was fun. It was beautifully shot. Ryan Reynolds, if you're out there, I think you can do better. I'm not necessarily pointing in my direction, but I'm better than Blake Lively. <laughs> oh i'm looking her up now she's probably been in more movies than i have (laughs) probably well here's a movie another movie i watched this morning i've been doing lots of homework on shark movies and this one was much more entertaining 
then the reef. 47 meters down. All right. We okay. got Mandy Moore and some other chick. There's like seven people in this movie total. Mandy Moore and this other chick are in a shark cage, like doing that. They put the sh- cage in the water and it's like a tourist thing and it's a chain that holds the cage breaks and they sink 47 meters down. Hence the name of the movie. And they're trapped down there in this cage while sharks are attacking them and anybody who tries to come and save them gets attacked by sharks and shit keeps happening to them. Mm. And at least 20 minutes in, they're in the water. So I was like, okay, you're already doing better than the reef did. Right. <laughs> the beginning was like a montage of horse shit. Like I almost didn't get to the beginning. In Mexico, she's like, oh, my boyfriend dumped me and I'm sad. Okay, let's party and drink. And it's this insufferable montage with a terrible music showing that they're partying and having a good time. And they meet these cute boys and the cute boys are like, hey, do you want to do the shark thing? And they're like, yeah, sounds like fun. So they get out to the shark thing and they're like, you know how to scuba dive? And the girl's are like, no. But instead of saying no, they say yes. And then all these times when as any normal human being, you'd be like, okay, I have to, I'm feeling insecure about this. I should say I'm done. I'm out. You know, you need to listen to your instincts. This is a movie about not listening to your instincts at all. And just like, go for it. YOLO. And they end up in the water <laughs> fucking getting eaten by sharks and it gets all fucked up. Now, have you seen this one, Rumi? No, I have not. I'm going to spoil it for you then. Go for it. Do they end up 47 meters up? (laughs) What a twist. Almost. After going through all this horrible shit, she gets her leg trapped. Her sister gets attacked by a shark and dragged away. She finds her sister. She frees her leg. They swim to the top. The sharks are coming at them and they have like three flares and they're waving the flares at the sharks. And the sharks go away. They get to the top. They run out of flares and the sharks start biting their legs and their legs are all bit up and they're bleeding everywhere. And they get to the boat and they get up and she's on the boat. And she's like, oh, my God. And she's looking at her hand, which got cut by a, by a spear gun. And she's looking at her hand. She's on a boat, but the blood is coming out like it's still underwater. And she's like, what? And the captain looks at her and he's like, you're hallucinating. You have nitrogen poisoning, which he warned them of if they stayed down too long and used the air tank wrong or whatever. Okay. And of course, they don't know how to scuba dive. So she's hallucinating. And all of a sudden, she wakes up and she's back in the cage at the bottom of the water. And it's like, whoa. Oh, that's pretty cool. Her sister's dead. She's back in the cage at the bottom of the water. And like Coast Guard save her, but she's like laughing all crazy when they bring her up. Oh, neat. So now she's going to be the Joker. Yeah. Entertaining at best and definitely better than the Reef. Shark movie. Yeah, it was good. It's definitely not a top contender for me, but it got me through. I watched the whole thing. Let's do it like this. Better or worse than The Shallows? Worse than The Shallows because the characters are stupid. And there's so many times where... You have to actively separate yourself from the disbelief. Like the shallows, hey, where did that oil slick come from? Doesn't matter. The rest of the movie's been doing such an sure. engaging job that I'm like, okay, hey, got you some fire. I'm here for that. Shark on fire. Cool. But like 47 meters down, <laughs> I kept like, there's so many moments where they're like, okay, I'm going to take my scuba gear off and like clear the breather. And it's like, you both said you don't know how to scuba dive. You're pulling these maneuvers <laughs> off. Like, they're doing these like you know, mass switch in. They send down more air tanks and they swap out the air tanks. If I've never scuba dived, my ability to swap out an air tank underwater <laughs> is probably zero. If I lied, like it's not even like they're like, we don't know what we're doing. And the guys are like, well, here, I guess I'll show you once. They kind of walk them through it. But you're like, what? there's no way you're pulling this shit off. Sure, sure. At one point, they're like when they're trying to swap out the scuba tanks, you hear this like, they're, the thing that tells you how much air is left in your tank is like, beep, beep, doot, doot. The R2 unit. 
Yeah, it's beeping down. It's like five and then beeps down to four and she's reaching for the tank because she's stuck in the cage and she's reaching for the tank, which is just out of reach, the new air tank. And it gets down to one and you're like, oh no, and she's scrambling for it. And then it starts going beep, 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 beep. And she stops and picks up the thing just to show us that it's at zero. And I'm like, I got it. That noise. Anytime, (laughs) anytime a countdown happens... Especially like, let's say I'm making some pizza rolls, okay? I got some Tostino pizza rolls. I got them in the oven. I look at the oven. It's counting down 10, 9. If I walk away and suddenly I hear beep, 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 I know the pizza's done, okay? I don't read the microwave manual every time. I don't run back and go, oh, oh, good. It got to zero. It's like, that should have been her clue to hurry it the fuck up, not look at the thing again. Jesus Christ. Do you think the choice to have them not know about scuba diving and like make that a point was so that they didn't fix their problem faster? Like did it need did it need to be said that they didn't know how to scuba dive? No, here's what they needed to say that they were like, "Oh, we did it once." Like, "Oh, Got we it. took a we we have been scuba diving. This is like this is going to be easy, right? I haven't been in a long time." Or like my my scuba certification isn't up to date and these guys are like yeah whatever you know something like that so that you know they're not idiots but the thing is like for for one of the characters to say i'd never done this before and to do what she does i believe less than if she had been like it's been a while yeah right 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 i I know how to do it i gotcha okay it's weird but the sharks are cool for the most part they look pretty good it's intense you know i definitely was like ooh. Uh oh. Ah. Are you looking at your watch? No. No. Okay. Not like I was with the reef, which I had watched previous. Literally, I watched the reef and then I watched 47 meters down. And the reef, I was literally fast forwarding through. I was so bored with it. <laughs> oh, man. You got another one? I got my big one. There's a chance that this might be on your list, too. But. All right. What do you got, buddy? Last night, for I don't know, the fourth time in my life, I sat down with the 1999 movie. Deep Blue Sea. What else do you want? It's super fun. (laughs) You and I have talked about this before, both on and off the show. This is my number one. This is my favorite shark movie next to Jaws. Well, I usually don't like this movie. And I watched, like, I've, I've in the past, bad-mouthed it, said I don't understand why people make such a big deal out of it. It has all these problems, and it does. I watched it last night, and maybe, like, the ghost of those words that you keep playing came to me. <laughs> I watched it and I had a great fucking time to the point yeah. where like, yeah, Rumi is literally swinging his hands in the air like at a fucking sports arena. Goal! <laughs> but like I watched it and I was like, what did I not like about this? Like, it's not perfect. There's a lot of stupid shit. But like, did you see it in the movie theater first? No, I did not. I saw it on you know okay. someone's TV, or I, I might not have even seen it until college. But it was like super fun. It was a good time. The practical sharks look great, and they use them a ton because this is like in the age where they were still kind of feeling out a bunch of digital stuff, and for shit like this, they didn't want to make it too much because they didn't want yeah. this movie to look like shark movies look today, where the sharks just clearly digital. Fun facts about these mechanical sharks: they were made out of like aircraft jet parts Mm -hmm. they were Mm self-swimming they did not need a cable 
They could be completely controlled remotely, and they swam on their own up to 30 miles an hour. Damn, I didn't know all that. At one point, they were doing this scene, and the sharks were there, and the directors, and they were looking at the shark, and they're talking about it, and the shark accidentally got turned on, started flopping around like a dead fish, and went through the ceiling of the set. Amazing. Because it was so fucking powerful. These things were monsters. Made out of like, let's say, a Boeing 747. These things were so powerful, could swim on their own, and they look legit as hell. They do look legit as hell. And the filmmakers made it with as much real shit as they can before they started doing CG stuff. They only did the CG, yeah. stu- the CG stuff when they really, really needed to. And it looks fucking great. Yeah. The CG's a little pretty weak, but... There are times where parts. it's weak, but like at the beginning, there's a couple times where, you know what they do, and, and they don't do this as much anymore, they flip back and forth, they cut, I should say. They cut from a practical to a digital to another thing to another thing, and it happens so fast that even if your mind picks up that it's a shitty digital thing at any point, because it's buttressed by practical stuff that you know looks real, you, you buy the scene or the sequence much easier than if you just have the Meg swimming around and it's all digital or at least yeah. 90% digital, you know? It's a fun premise. It's, again, a bunch of people go to like an underwater lab, get trapped there. The underwater lab is flooding and as it floods, these genetically enhanced super killer smart sharks are now hunting the humans in the submerged lab. Inside! When you were watching it, did you ever have that moment where you're like, Oh my god, this is Jurassic Park underwater. It's like a mix <laughs> yeah, between Jurassic true. Park and a haunted house movie. Yeah. If you told me that somebody could make a haunted house shark movie that isn't Ghost Shark, I, I'd, yeah, I'd be I guess so you're impressed. right. You're right, and, and that, you, I was. You, like you're just making me like this movie more. It really like I don't know what the fuck my problem was beforehand because it really is great. It's certainly not perfect, but it's really fucking fun. There's a lot going on here. Some really good kills. Some really cool ideas. One of the first things is there's a guy gets his arm ripped off, which looks oh, great. One of the then scars they, they strap him. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They strap him to a gurney. The gurney gets picked up by a helicopter. This is, a, this is great. Why did I not like this? Play that sound clip one more time. What else do you want? It's super fun. <laughs> the, the helicopter starts lifting this gurney, and it's just the gurney on the end of a string like a yo-yo. The helicopter has some problem. That shit goes it's in, in the, the middle w- of a hurricane. Right, yeah, a big like, giant it's storm, it's windy, obviously. It's rain- yeah, it's bad. The, the gurney goes into the water. The sharks grab the gurney and start pulling the helicopter down. They pull it down so hard it crashes into the facility. Then Killing underwater somebody. in the facility, the people have are in this lab and they see this giant window that shows you know the sea. And you see a shark swimming directly at the window with the gurney in its mouth with the guy facing the window, lets go yeah. of the gurney, and the gurney just smashes into the window. I wish I would have seen some more hard R blood splatter shit there, but like, damn, that's fucking badass. And he really gets, like, the guy dies there, and the window breaks, and they have that's when the, the shit starts leaking and breaking there. Fucking, and they start flooding, yeah. It's great. It was really, really fun. And it, like that was a good kill. Samuel Jackson gives this great speech, then gets a uh, shark, p- pops out of a hole, grabs him, pulls him down. Brings him outside. Another shark grabs his top half and they rip him in half. Rips him in half. Now, you're glossing over that moment. So Samuel Jackson <laughs> has been investing all this money in this shark research to defeat like Alzheimer's. Mm-hmm. And the shark brain has like this regenerative quality to it. And they're extracting that. 
And to do that, they had to make the shark's brains bigger. That's why they're genetically enhanced. Mm. So he has some secret backstory that like he survived a plane crash and nobody knows why or whatever, but like they're down there. They're like, oh no, we're fucked. We're never going to get out of here. And he's like, I got to tell you guys something. I've never told anybody when I was stuck on that mountain, we fucking ate human beings to survive and we're going to get out of this thing. Well, this is the last thing I do. You know, it's this big rousing speech and he says the last word and the shark just comes out of the water behind him and just goes, <laughs> and just yanks him back under and then rips him in half. And everybody's like, oh, we're fucked. It's great. Michael Rappaport gets chomped on and you see that kind of in the trailer and yeah. pulled away, then ripped in half and his severed legs kind of like, actually, it looks very similar to Ghost Shark. Just uh, severed legs with no top, just floating around in the water afterwards. Oh, so good. And, I mean, you get Hello Cool J as a chef with a naughty talking parrot. Pretty hysterical. Yeah, some asshole bird that keeps talking yeah. shit. And he's getting chased by sharks. He, I mean, oh, LL Cool J is great. I like LL Cool J movies. I'm just going to say it's a weird... Well, like, he's he's fun and everything. The character is terrible. It's really stupid and everything. But it's fun. It's like a it's good fun. time. It's a big budget bad shitty shark movie that's really fun okay rennie harlan do you know why you know his name no when you said that i was like wait who's that because i know who it is he's the director of the movie let me read some of the ones he's done 1987 he did the movie prison which if you haven't seen is worth watching 1988 a nightmare on elm street 4 the dream master mm. 1990 die hard 2 that's why i know him then he does a bunch of other movies that i don't care about oh i'm sorry i missed 1993's cliffhanger in there which is also awesome. Yeah, Cliffhanger's fun. 1995, he does Cutthroat Island, and I can't believe he ever directed another thing again. Yeah. <laughs> but in 1996, he does A Long Kiss Goodnight, and then in 1999, he does Deep Blue Sea. Long Kiss Goodnight, that should be in our Unknown Gems movie, because I love that movie. You like that movie? I don't know if I know it. It's Samuel Jackson and Gina Davis? Yeah, I love that movie. Okay. You should you should check it out. It's um like point of no return thing where she's like a, a a killer. She doesn't realize she's a killer, and then she starts to realize she's a killer. And Samuel Jackson's like along for the ride. It's really really fun. I always mix that up with Kiss the Girls. That it is. That's like a serial killer one, right? They sound like they both are. No, she she's she's like a, a like an assassin. Oh. Yeah, she's like an assassin, and she like I think she's an assassin who has like a regular people life. But then she starts to like, oh, wait, I have, I'm this kill. I think maybe it's like born identity type shit, but it's, it's, it's right. cool. It's got some good action in it. It's one of those movies that like I knew about in high school and no one else I knew had seen it or heard of it. All right. I'll have to check out Long Kiss Goodnight. There are no sharks in it though. So that's, We're, yeah, let's talk about some shark movies. It, so, I suppose. Deep Blue Sea is definitely my number one. I love that movie so much. Oh, here's another fun fact. The license plate they find in the beginning of the movie that's stuck in one of the tiger sharks. Yes. Yeah. Is the same license plate from Jaws. Oh, that's cool. I figured it was a very big nod to Jaws. A lot of people know this movie that don't know the movie because LL Cool J, in all his rapping prowess, I don't know if he wrote it, but he certainly performed a song for the soundtrack called Deepest Bluest, and then in parentheses, Sharkspin. And it is one of those songs that is in the movie about the movie. And oh, yes. if you love songs like that, we recently released an episode about that where we just talked about all of our favorite and not so favorite movies that have songs in them about the movie. And this is obviously on the list. Obviously on the list. And if you want to listen to more of those songs, 
check out my playlist on my Spotify account. If you look up Aaron McLean on Spotify, you will find this playlist with all these songs on there. And I don't know if Deepest Bluest is on there because I don't know if that's on Spotify, but you can find Deepest Bluest. My hat is like a shark spin <laughs> on YouTube for sure. Because that music video is hysterical. Can I read a couple lyrics? Because Yes, God dude, damn. please. Please, dude, do it. So for the, for the beginning of the song, it's just deepest, bluest, my hat is like a shark's fin. A lot. Then we have man-made terror, hungry jaws of death, y'all don't cross my depths, I'll pause your breath. I cause you to sink down 40,000 leagues, bleeding to death with no arms and short sleeves. <laughs> does he say 40,000 leagues? He does. That's weird because 20,000 leagues is the reference that makes sense. Correct, but he's twice as much. There's twice oh. as many depths here, as many leagues. Oh, okay. So he's trying to be more clever than I am about this. My world's <laughs> deep blue. Killers gotta eat too. Looking for human flesh to rip my teeth through. Other fish in the sea, but barracudas ain't equal to a half-human predator created by a needle. Jet black eyes, baby. They stare while you sleep. When your Titanic sinks, I'm the one you're gonna meet. Hearing terrified screams, they surround my team. All you see is trails of blood. Even God won't intervene. And actually, let's pause for a second there, because this movie has a lot of God religious stuff in it. A lot. Yeah. Specifically from LL Cool J's character, whose name is Preacher. But it's almost like sometimes it's joking, but sometimes it also seems like the movie has an ulterior motive to talk about like God and divine intervention and stuff. I genuinely like this song. This was on one of my mixtapes in high school, for sure. <laughs> Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Killers sworn to beasts, swallowed them in flames. They switched my DNA, tripped me into Cool J. I can't fight the feeling I'm born to kill prey. <laughs> <laughs> I love that he worked his own self into that rhyme. Uh, I mean, he's the shark. The video is him getting like hosed down with water, mm -hmm. like being sprayed on and wrapping while he's getting just dumped on by water. And there's moments where you can tell that he's not enjoying it. Like he can't <laughs> see. There's water in his eyes. He's like, oh God, ah, deepest blue. Ah, my eyes. Ah, ah. But he doesn't want to yell cut. So he's still trying to look hard while he does it. And it's pretty great. <laughs> so that's your number one. That's my number one, too. But I had one that I was going to throw in before this okay. that I recently saw that is very high on my list and I think better than The Shallows. This is the Australian movie Bait. Oh, yeah, yeah. You have actually been, been nudging me about that for the last couple of weeks. I saw that movie when it came out, but I haven't, I haven't seen it since. And I don't... I, I remember liking it, but I don't remember... I don't remember really much about it Tell, walk me through it all right so here's the elevator pitch supermarket is flooded by a freak tsunami and a shark is trapped in there with these people and it's pretty great and it starts like they show everybody going to work you're meeting all the characters you get a little hint of the characters but there's some weird things happening like all the birds are flying inland and you're like huh that's weird and, and that should be like your cue to run mm. but it's not tsunami hits just before the tsunami hits, this, this thief tries to rob the supermarket and his cohort, who's wearing a mask, shoots somebody and it's this standoff. People with guns are like pointing at each other 
One of the thieves, the one without a mask on, is in from Nip Tuck. He was also played Doctor Doom. Right. Yeah. Julian. Julian McMahon. There you go. Nobody else that I recognize is in it. So then the tsunami hits. You see the supermarket is flooded now. A couple people pop up and it's the the cop who was trying to break up the robbery. The Julian McMahon character who was one of the robbers. The cop's daughter who was shoplifting at the time. He was there to arrest her. Her boyfriend. Uh, a couple other people who are boyfriend, ex-boyfriend, love triangle thing. And a couple randos. And they're trapped in here and the water's rising. There's also a guy and a girl down in the parking garage trapped underwater in their car. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there, you know, there's all these scenes in the parking garage where they're trying to figure out what to do about a shark down there with them. And it just has a lot of great moments. There's a ticking clock element because there's, you know, a Jaws 2 high powered line sparking that's keep getting closer and closer to the water. And they're like, if that touches water, we're all going to die. I'm like, I don't really know how electricity and water works, but I think it diffuses after a while. And the second it hits, won't all the power just shut off because it shorts itself? I don't know. I, what you're I'm not saying makes hit. sense, but I hope I'm never trapped in a fucking electrified burning shark thing with you because like, why fuck with it? I'm, 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 I agree with them. Let's get out of here. Oh, I'll let you go first. So they're like, we have to get out of here or we have to turn it off. And they figure out, okay, well, we'll turn off the power, the breakers in the back. So they tie this guy up with like shopping baskets all over his body, like a shark cage. And he's walking through the water with a hose trying to breathe. And he can, you know, it's, it's pretty cool. It's a cool, tense moment. You know, you're trying to figure out if the other robber might be one of them. Whoa, there's like a whodunit going on here. Everybody's like fighting for their lives. And the shark stuff's pretty good. The characters are fun. The stakes seem high. It's not great, but definitely better than the reef, better than 47 meters down, and definitely better in open water. How do the sharks look? I think the sharks look great. I think sometimes there's a definitely a mechanical aspect, and mm-hmm. sometimes it's CGI, and the guy tried to do mechanical sharks as much as possible, and it shows. You know, there's definitely some really In a good, good way it shows? Pieces. Like, you like to see that? You're not like, ooh. The effort shows. Okay, okay. That they tried really hard to use as much mechanical sharks as possible. When they use the CGI, most of the time you're like, okay, fine. But there is a couple moments where you're like, mm-mm. Got, not okay. But here's another thing. This was 3D at one point. Correct. But I don't think it ever was released that way. So there's some moments that are bad 3D VFX that don't hold up outside of a 3D space. Got it. Okay. Are there any hats? What are the hats like? Similar to shark fins? No, no. <laughs> it's definitely not as good as Deep Blue Sea. But again. As comparison, most shark movies are either trying to be Jaws, hey, I'm a town, I'm being attacked by a shark, or when open water came out, they're like, oh, we can do this for no money? Cool, let's do that. Mm-hmm. And so, like, open water and the reef are basically the same movie, and then 47 meters down, it's two chicks in a cage underwater 90% of the movie. You shoot that all in, like, one location with two people. Like, oh, we can do this with no money? Sweet. And, and that spawned a whole thing. Bait at least had a budget, had a shark, had a location, a submerged supermarket, that's cool. It's a cool mm. location and at least is entertaining to see people try and figure that out. Again, it's doing all the good tropes of a disaster film mixed with all the good stuff from a shark movie. All right. And definitely a shark movie. Most definitely a shark movie. Of the ones that I've watched, I think The Shallows was a better movie, but Bait, I enjoyed Bait more. Okay. So we should do a countdown, right? Yeah, we got to do a countdown. All, all right. right. This is the best. Non-Jaws shark movies that we have watched. Ignition sequence start. Five, four, three, two, one. 
Guys, welcome back. This is the Pulp Culture Countdown for shark movies that aren't Jaws. Kicking off our shark month. I'm super excited. This is a fun episode. At number five, we have a Jaws movie. Not my fault, though, guys. I'm sorry. No, I no, think I this is good. I agree that Jaws 2 wouldn't exist without Jaws 1, but I think it's nowhere near the movie that Jaws 1 is. But I love this movie. Not only does it have <laughs> sentimental value because I grew up on it, but I think this is one of the best made movies on the list. And it also is fucking great as a shark movie. I think it's great. It does what it's supposed to do. The shark looks good. My disbelief is suspended. I think it does to have that fear in the water type of scariness going on. It's got, like you said, a great ending that I think mimics the first one or at least calls back to the first one without copying it. Tons of fun, man. I love this movie. Jaws 2 is a solid shark movie. At number four, we have the biggest shark we've ever seen on screen. This is the Meg. Jason Statham fucking up a shark. I don't know. I, I enjoyed this movie. I wish I had seen it in theaters with some friends who had a good time. I, I think it would have been a fun watch with everybody. But I watched it at home, and I enjoyed it. I still had a good time with it. I would at least watch this again. You, you feel like you have to. You're making me sad that you keep saying you didn't see it in theaters and that you didn't see it with friends. I feel bad. I feel like we need to like rewatch that. <laughs> I feel like partially like that's my fault. I'll point out every time that the movie's good. And so so you realize what you've missed out on. If it has a chase scene that's going in two different directions that then crashes into each other, clearly I'll... What else do you want? It's super fun. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never going to get tired of that uh, little clip no, there. Did, when, when you were preparing this movie, you knew that I was not like super bona fide about the Meg, and you knew that from... from years of talking about it you knew i didn't like deep blue sea i thought i was gonna have to drag this out for deep blue sea and fight you on it because i like deep blue sea is one of my favorite shark movies if not my second favorite shark movie. but you you went back into our our archives and dug up this soundbite specifically did you remember me saying it i've had it saved forever for that moment when you were saying something and i'm like dude you yourself have been able to go, what else do you want? It's super fun. And I'm so, like, you didn't even have it pulled for this, this episode specifically? I've had it pulled for, for years, man. <laughs> Just waited to throw it in my face. Yeah, I've had it pulled ever since you told me that Matrix 2 gets a pass because it's super fun, dude. Fair. Anytime, like when you're talking about Pacific Rim, I always think of this too. What do you, what more do you want? It's two giant things punching each other. What? Super fun, man. I want to be able to see it. I don't want it in, in, in the ocean in the middle of a snowstorm. Oh, my God. I can see it just fine. I know what they look like. <laughs> I know when he pulls out a sword and chops them. Anyway, that, there's no sharks in that movie. <laughs> At number four is the Meg. At number three. We have The Shallows, which was, uh, uh, I'm glad that we both watched it. I'm glad that you watched it and then gave me the nod that it was worth it because it was definitely a fun movie. So actually, it wasn't fun. It was worth watching. It was good. Aside from her jibber-jabbering to herself the whole time, I liked the shark. It looked cool. It had enough of a personality, but without being too silly. And she does a good job. Definitely had a couple of those moments, and we didn't talk about this earlier, where she like she's stranded on this rock and needs to do or get or something. And she's like, she rips the wetsuit to make herself a sheath. And you're like, oh, that's actually a pretty smart idea. She sutures herself with the jewelry somehow. And you're like, oh, that actually, that makes sense. That's a cool idea. So I really liked it. And it, you know, some really good kills. 
even though there's not a ton of other characters and stuff in the movie, some really good suspense and shit. I would recommend this to people. Definitely. Definitely better than some of the other ones we watched. So at number two, this is one that I saw, man. I think you need to watch again because I thought it was super fun. What more than you want, dude? Uh, this is bait. If you're in a submerged supermarket fighting off some sharks, this is a great movie. Hit all the notes of a disaster movie and a shark movie and had some interesting character things enough that I was like, all right, I'm on board for this. Super cool. And I highly recommend it because it's one of those movies that not enough people have seen and it's way better quality and way bigger scope than you would expect. That was almost on my list of things to watch this for this episode, but it just didn't make the cut because I had other shit that I had to watch. I'm glad that you watched it, though. And like, this is one of those things. You give it the nod. I'll check it out. Cool. That's number two. Number one, I think we're both in agreement. And it just took me, what, almost 20 years <laughs> to agree that deepest, bluest, my hat is like a shark fin. Deep Blue Sea is a lot of fun. It looks good. It's got good action. It's got good yeah. kills. It's it's fun. What more do you want? <laughs> <laughs> what else do you want? It's super fun. <laughs> oh, it's so good. I love that movie. I watched it recently and just always have a good time. It's in that same era of like The Rock and Con Air and Face Off. Mm. So like, Everything has like really big explosions. It's very larger than life. You know, the the location is cool. It's this uh do you know they filmed it in the same tank where they filmed Titanic, this massive water tank? Oh, I did not, but that makes sense. Yeah, they built the set there. I mean, it's cool. I like that movie a lot. Deepest bluest. My hat is like a shark's fin. Well, there you have it, guys. That was just us kicking off Shark Month. We have a ton of stuff. We're going to have more episodes than we have month. So there'll be some times when we release an episode midweek or at the end of the week just to have some cool stuff going on. So keep an eye out for that. You can follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at LaunchpadPod and our website, LaunchpadPod.com to check out the schedule of what we're releasing this month. Like I said, next week, we are talking to Jeffrey Voorhees. Has nothing to do with any serial killers. We're sticking with Shark Month. <laughs> Jeffrey Voorhees played little Alex Kittner, the kid who gets his world rocked by Jaws in the 1975 classic. We talked to him and had a great conversation, and that'll be up next week. He was 12 when he got eaten, and he's however many years, you could do the math, but he's a big boy now, and came on to talk about that, talk about some shenanigans that he did on set, talk about what he's done since, and he got some really funny shit to say, so come check that episode out. It's really cool. And to talk to talk, dude, we talked to someone who got eaten by Jaws. I know. How fucking cool is that? So we talked to little Alex Kittner. We're going to start talking about Jaws. We're going to hit some good movies, and then we're going to transition into bad shark movies. We are going to give you a personalized rundown of Ghost Shark before we talk to the director at the end of the month. <laughs> so good, dude. So good. So, you know, if you are not going to the beach right now, if you are not doing that summer vacation thing, you're staying home because you're still in quarantine, watch some shark movies. Kind of make you glad you're not out in the ocean. <laughs> Did I ever tell you, dude, that we, my parent, when we lived in Long Island, we were going to go to the to Montauk, which is a, a, a like the very tip of Long Island, and it's where we went yeah. a couple times. You rent like a beach house for like a a weekend. We were going to go one time as kids, and I remember literally the night before we left on the news there had been a shark attack. Not necessarily where we were going, but in my mind, the fucking beach is the fucking beach. I remember, I remember <laughs> telling my family. I had seen Jaws and Jaws 2, obviously, a thousand times. I'm not going in that water. 
And they were like that, but it wasn't there. The sharks, like the news said, the sharks are gone. I was like, nope, there's no fucking way. Like I'm a, I'm a kid. I'm not stupid. I'm not going in that water. I remember we rented a van because we had family, other family. We pulled up, opened the door. I looked at the beach and everyone was playing and I, like it was a beautiful beach and everything. I was like, I'm going in that fucking water. Like the sharks aren't there. <laughs> but I was like adamant about it the night before. And then I saw everyone like playing in the beach and I was like, it's probably fine. <laughs> oh, dude. And Jaws is so good. Shark movies are so fun. Apex Predator, man. Get you fucked up. <laughs> I think we need to blast this thing off. Really. Let's do it. All right. All right, guys. We've been the Rocketeers. Have fun in the water. We're out. Ignition sequence. Uh, I'm so pumped that you are on board with Deep Blue Sea. You're going to complain after that awesome action chase sequence that literally is going in two directions at once and then crashes into each other. It's like, what else do you want? It's super fun.